So Linda, what is your take on shortcuts for scar healing? No shortcuts. <laughs> okay, that's absolutely that's no short shortcuts. answer. So yeah. if somebody has a scar and they're looking for shortcuts. So where do they go? They go on Groupon? They don't. To- they don't. They don't go anywhere for shortcuts if they want a permanent result or a natural result that, that is sustainable through the rest of their life. Today on Done With The Scar, we're talking about the path less traveled or in this case, shortcuts to scar healing. So when they come to you, if they've done the shortcut route, where have they been? What is their experience? Oh, well, well, you know a couple of our stories and and only because people have called on the Scar Talk hotline. By the way, that's 1-866-SCAR-TALK. That's S-C-A-R-T-L-K. If you want more information about scars, call that hotline. Mm-hmm. So thank you for everybody calling in. And thank you again for you know being on the other end of the SCAR Talk hotline. But what I get time and time and time and time and time again are people who have gone somewhere that have been promised certain amount of results or certain amount of camouflaging of the scar or like, I can make your scar go away. Look like it's not there anymore. <laughs> I'm like, how does anybody even say that? I don't even say that. I guess I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know, that person. And I don't even say that, but I just want to touch on a few things. What's happening. Okay. What's happening. And then there's um, a lot of people going to lasers. There's a lot of people going to camouflaging and we can make this go away in one or two appointments. One appointment. So let's what, break that down. When you say that, when you say they're doing laser, so what types of laser, you know, for the listener, because we don't it, know, well, what are they doing? You know, everybody wants a quick fix, right? right? Sure. They want a quick fix. Who they want to do the, the instant shortest, gratification. They right? want to go the shortest route to get to where they Maximum need to be. results, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. But that it's when you're talking about skin and you're talking about scars and you're talking about different types of scarring, that is absolutely impossible to have a shortcut to get to end results with your scar. Your scar, your skin, remember, it's layers and layers and layers deep, but we also have injury, we have wound, we have um, a lot of trauma that we have to deal with before we can even work on the scar, right? So for lasers, you asked about lasers. And I know you don't advocate lasers. Now, why are lasers, for the listener, because, you know, they want to know why are lasers bad for scars? Well, lasers are good for some things, you know, but let, let's let's break it down. Lasers are mostly heat generated, okay. right? And the more heat on, especially for new scars, if we're, if we're trying to do some type of revision on a new scar, it's new. It's got fresh tissue. It's, it's thin. And anything that's hot, on a, a um, like, let's, let's say, uh, inflamed scar, scar tissue, it's going to heat up and it's going to burn sizzle. It's like sizzle. It's, it's like putting a curling iron to already damaged hair so they like fry. Right? So it's going to fry your skin. So people are actually going to like med spas well, or you know, places yeah, to get their skin fry, fried. Fry your skin. <laughs> It sounds like we're cooking something here, but I want this fried is, skin. Yes, exactly. What I want. But, but this is now. Let's talk about no. no but let, let's go ahead. Does okay. that make sense? It does right. make so, sense. So yeah. when you put heat on an open wound, it's like putting an iron on your. Say, like putting an iron on your your already you know open wound. That's gotta hurt. It, an iron. <laughs> 
like not only hurts, but it's causing more damage, more inflammation, more um, trauma. And how is that helping? You know, so so we we have to think about, especially with dark skin. Right. They, they already have like super melanated skin. Now, right? let's they, go back to before you talk about the types of skin. I know there is something called the Fitzpatrick scale. Right. If you could explain to our listeners what that looks like, like who is a Fitzpatrick? I think it's one. through well, six. Yeah. So the lighter your skin and then it graduates into medium light, light, medium, medium, dark, medium, light, dark. So it graduates into light, medium, light medium, medium, dark, dark. Okay. All right. We know this, right? So the darker your skin is, the darker your, or, or the more melanocytes that your, your skin has. And that's so the so amount of pigment in the skin. It's the amount right? of pigment in the skin. So the, so the more it's damaged, the more it's going to go like, hello, <laughs> hello, I'm going to, you know, be really, really, you know, it, it excels, you know, the injury. So like lasers are like, it's, you know, kickstarting the pigment is what you're saying or the what you call the melanin in the skin. So for darker skin types, it seems it's, like it's, it's just, a bad fix. It is. But, you know, there are some lasers that they are coming out with. And I'm not as educated about what is new on the market. There are some lasers that are melanin friendly. No, I don't no, want to say not, that. No, they're not. They're not melanin. <laughs> like a pico <laughs> laser is melanin. Did you love how you've been? The, the, the like, the like, I even know. No, I like, no, no like the pico laser is not fucking there melanin. There are some lasers that they promote that are conducive to dark skin. However, I have not seen the results coming back to me in a positive way because they're coming back to me with burnt skin and I have to just go with what I know. All right. So in other words, when somebody goes and says, okay, you know, I have a scar. I'm going to go to my med spa. I'm going to listen to my laser person. I don't know if they're trained or not trained, but this guy, this person says, I can fix your scar in three or four laser sessions. So they go and they do a laser session and they get burned by the laser. Then they find you. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, you know, they're saying they're going to do something. Can I see photos? Can I see? Right. Do, do, do you have photos of before and after and do you have the progression of what that scar looks like after you've done the series of what it is you're trying to sell me so do your research is the takeaway that we're well, i want to see get. photos because people ask me all day for photos i have thousands what do you want to see photos, i have right? you know a rolodex 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 i mean i, I it's just yeah, very, always very, ask for photos right yes, but very, when come, somebody comes to you and they're burned already by a laser oh, then right. you have the scar and the burn to take care of so right. that's like two problems compounded on top of one if they had just come to you before they had done the shortcut right. you know I mean, not that you can't fix it because you can fix it, but it's just going to take longer. It, it, it's I, I do have I have two problems now. You right. know, now I now th- this goes back <laughs> to where you know their expectations are like, oh my god, oh, well you are the scar queen. <laughs> so they have to I have to fix the the burn and take the burn down and, and make sure that you know we get past that. So how do we do that? How do we fix the burn? It's just a whole process of making sure that it doesn't scab over, that it doesn't, 
again, you know how I feel about scabs and how I try to bypass the scabbing process because it's going to cause more hyperpigmentation. And we and, touch and on that possible, in episode one if anybody wants well, to refer yeah, back to that. Yeah, hyperpigmentation and possibly keloiding and anything else. Scars, lasers, because it's not cutting into the skin, it's rare that they cause keloids because it's not a wound into the skin more than it's a superficial burn. All right. So what's happening with people who are taking the shortcuts is I end up fixing the problems. And even though I give treatment plans and even though I've explained what it is my process is, they will go like, "Mm, maybe I can go get something quicker because, you know, I do say that it takes six, eight, 10 months because I am reprogramming skin. I'm making new skin. I'm rebirthing skin. So people are not patient and they're looking for shortcuts. And what I'm seeing is that it's a quick fix. It's a quick fix. So, you know, we, we all want that instant quick fix. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like my scar to be gone. Like, yesterday right Mm -hmm. but it's not like that because when you see linda she like tells it like it is and she says okay it's going to take six 12 18 months and there's no shortcut so there's no quick fix and and by the time they're going so are there any pros of using lasers i mean i know you're not a fan of lasers but when would a laser be suitable let's say i think you know that more than me you know, because all I do is work on scars and all I do is see scars and birds and lasers. Well, so, you know, and yeah. you, you actually, there are, I mean, you can have like, um, you know, a, a resurfacing, resurfacing, some, you know, sure. for some, you know, thinning of the, the fine lines and the wrinkles and that sort of thing, you know, but, but for scar tissue, because scar tissue is very, very sensitive and it's very, it you know, it's, it's going to be the first thing that is that the heat is going to feel. And it's going to be like, ah, it's like putting a baby out in the sun. Most lasers, you know, Know, burn the skin and I have a personal story to tell about that because I broke my nose last November and I called Linda but the, you know I went to a laser guy that I know and I respect and he's been in the industry but he basically burned my skin every time I went to him <laughs> and you have and then from people you know, who can't see she's got pasty white skin so she's I mean, a Fitzpatrick you know one. every time I, every time I, and, and we did like seven treatments and it was like every time I came home my husband was like your skin is burned and he was doing I think it was a profractional laser I don't know you know he was like this is going to stimulate your collagen and then I finally talked to Linda and Linda's like look you need this and this and this that's the deal so Linda if I asked you who would be like an ideal patient for laser what would you say to me well I think because you've had the 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 series of television shows and you're talking to doctors and you work with a lot of plastic surgeons, you know how I feel about lasers with scars and scar resurfacing. I think you can answer that better, you know, whether it's for anti-aging or or something of that nature. And I think lasers are good. You know, there's laser genesis, there's BBLs, there's all kinds of lasers that are good for anti-aging. But as far as scar vision lasers, I kind of have a problem with where they're actually revising the scar with the laser because I I haven't seen the results that I'd like to see with lasers. And, and, and I'm in touch with a lot of cosmetic dermatologists who are, who are top notch in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I see that they're all doing scar vision with lasers, with Fraxel lasers. With but remember that the, the, the scar has a lot of scar tissue underneath the skin. It has exactly. a lot of hypertrophic scarring. It has possibly it's hyperpigmented, it's hypopigmented, and it's keloided, it's atrophic. 
how is it possibly going to bring bring back your color, fade it's your not, color? I mean, it might, it, it might, you know, sear off a, a layer of hyperpigmentation, but remember you've got like seven more layers underneath skin, you know, or, or it's migrated underneath the skin that is like, there's so many other layers. And by the time that you done a few procedures, people get very discouraged. It's like, mm, I didn't see anything. I know I, I was, I was very and, discouraged. And so, yeah. so that is mostly what people come out with is like, I had to pay a fortune for the fractal laser yeah. and I didn't see one bit of difference. Now, you know, it's not comfortable. It's a little, you know, a little hurts a little bit, but they get discouraged. All right. So, they discouraged. They spent a lot yeah. of money, and then they come to you. But, but it, like, it can't you know. get to the source of the problem. Can't get to. I mean, you really have to when you're working on a scar and you're working on a real small area or or a large area. It doesn't matter. You have to be very specific to what that scar needs. And sometimes scars, if you, if you work on a large scar, it has a lot of hypertrophic scarring. It has an indentation. It's got hyperpigmentation. So it could be like twenty different things going on with that scar. Can that laser do everything? So, so when I'm working on a scar like that, I uh, go into whether it's a lot of deep scar tissue, I, I put my needle in a little bit deeper, or I pull it out when it's just a light hyperpigmentation, I pull it out and I just do an abrasion. Or if I'm going into keloid, I go with a different needle cluster and, and I'm going in and, and pretty much chopping it up like hamburger. And I, I hate to say it like that, <laughs> no, no, it's not, but, but that's, you know, that's, that's kind of what you have to do because it's so dense. It's so, it's, it's such a mass of, of tissue that, you know, it's what you have to do. So you have to be very, very precise in how you approach the score. And what I find from uh, having worked in the industry is that a lot of these practitioners will buy a laser you know, and they'll use it for everything. And they'll say, okay, we can take care of your hyperpigmentation. We can take care of your scars. We can I take know. Care of your, your, your atrial. But I mean, they use it for everything. And that's not the answer. And I, I know that patients want that to be the answer because they want to trust their doctor. But again, but so, and we have to go back to do your homework. All right. So it's, it's very, very elementary. What are you going to do when you go in and, and you're looking at somebody who's telling you laser? And I get a lot of my How patients. much training do they have, Linda? I mean, well, I don't know. Lunchtime? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you've done 50,000 procedures, right? Right. I mean, what is somebody who's operating a laser? I mean, how much training do they really have? You know... I only know, I only know, I I only know what I know. I don't know. I I can't say because I only know what I know. I know what I've seen in offices where they come in and and they do a little demo and they will bring everybody in. But I mean, they don't have case studies like you have with thousands of patients. You know what I mean? I I believe that, I believe that lasers and laser companies are, are very, excited about their product. Okay? Sure, marketing. So, 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 you know, they do that. Lasers are very, very expensive. So sure. in the return, doctors have to have to really, you know, get back the, the return on their investment. And so how they promote it, how they market it, how sure. they train, it, it's, it's probably individual with every laser company. All right. I can't, I don't want to go into that specifics. No, All I know like is, is I don't want to overspeak. But I do know what I see that is coming in that when people are getting burnt, they have been in the hands of people that have done their laser 
before and then all of a sudden they have a new tech and then the new sure. tech is like oh you know and then they come in and they're completely burnt or they they you know had three sessions and um with the same tech and the tech says let's crank it up a notch you know and, and, you know, so and they crank it up a notch. because my husband went for laser hair removal and like during the course of his sessions he had three laser techs and i'm like what 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 the hell happened mm-hmm. you know where does the other woman go like they don't know well, their just, skin just, there's just, no kind of continuity you just know? like anything you have to be with the same practitioner if you find somebody that is really really good and and you know they're giving you the results that you want stay with it laser hair removal and, and, that, and that's another thing you yeah. know and, and i'm not even talking scars i'm talking laser hair yeah, removal sure. you see on my page how many burns oh i have God. from laser hair removal it's, it's awful it, he says it's painful and i'm like god you know i mean it's it, he they burn him every time but i mean it's like so I'm going to segue to another topic that I want to go into about this this whole thing that's on Instagram. And it's, it's crazy, but I've seen a lot of people tattooing over scars. Now, what is your take on that? And what is this tattooing over scars? Do we tattoo a scar? Do we, you know, when do we tattoo a scar? Why would we tattoo a scar? What is your oh, opinion on this? And I know, I know it's it's a lot of questions, but I, but I mean, I want to know, and I'm sure our listeners want to know because there's a lot of people on Instagram doing. This. All right, so you, you already know, you already know, you, you've do. done the research, you know, and so we're gonna we're gonna kind of you know backtrack. Back, we're gonna go back and forth with this a little bit because when do you tattoo over a scar? So I have a, a really amazing friend, artist, and, and tattoo artist in the industry. She does amazing things with cancer survivors. That's All right. a shout so, out to Stacy Ray, right? Yeah, I Stacey love her. Ray. She's right. amazing. Stacy Ray, um, Stacy Ray Art, and and so she is one of the exceptions to how I feel about tattooing over scars because she will give you a 3D areola that looks so, so natural. And, and if you don't like the, um, you know, the scars after your, um, mastectomy or something. Yeah. And, and she tattoos beautiful art over that. And and that's my choice. You know, that's my choice. If people want that, then, and and to make them feel like, you know, the survivors that they are and, and, and that's what, you know, but, but she puts Ariel, I mean, she, she's so amazing. I love her work. She's not trying to, she's not trying to say she fixes scars. No, she's giving people the option of like, Oh, do you want to um, have this minimized and uh, look more natural and not have having them be reminded of their, their um, situation that they went through. When we're talking about camouflage. Okay. Explain to me as you know, if I was an average listener and not in the industry, when is it appropriate to camouflage? You know, what you're doing is scar or vision, but when, if you do do camouflage, when do you do it? Don't get me wrong. Camouflaging is a very, very important part of what I do, but it's not the first and foremost of what I do. It's always the last thing because what I have to do is if, 
you're taking, for instance, a hypertrophic scar. You're taking a keloid. My God, if anybody tries to camouflage all the keloids, I'm going to like hunt them down. But (laughs) better watch out for Linda. She will hunt you down. You know, that (laughs) that get your ass. (laughs) That is so, so wrong. Um, You know, ethically, ethically, ethically. It's so wrong, ethically wrong in, in, in the industry. All right. What do you think you're doing? You're, you're just a tattoo certified person. All right. You're not, you, you're not um, licensed in skin. How are you going to fix that? So they're something tattoo goes artists wrong? is what they are, right? I would say tattoo artists. Tattoo artists are really actually, you know, they make really cool tattoos. These are, um, they call themselves um, medical micropigmentation experts or they call them (laughs) what is you know the the microblading experts that will actually go try to fix stretch marks you know with their hand tool or you know why would you go to somebody that does eyebrows to do your stretch stretch marks all right stop it right stop it all right so nonetheless (laughs) i want want, want to get back on track with (laughs) wild you know we're, we're trying to fix a scar naturally right? right and and if you say that you can put color a lighter color over a darker color what have you you know let, let's look at the color wheel if you have white and, and the opposite color is black yeah. how, how are you going to actually put a light color over a dark color and and, and say it's gone it's not okay so so when you get a stretch mark, you're going to fix the stretch mark. You're going to fix this. Well, I'm, I'm going to condition it. I'm going right. to, you know, because a lot of stretch marks are indented. They have a lot of buckled skin. They're wide. The, the, um, ridge, you know, yeah. ridge, you know, very, very deep. I would never, ever, ever go in and just camouflage that. That's impossible. Like now I can see it better. Like, like that is like putting, now I can see it better. That, that's like putting, paint over the wall that has holes and cracks in it so wow i can so if somebody wants to get their stretch marks you know treated they can you know talk to us in the comment section ask us questions but stretch marks is a stretch marks is a whole nother episode that we can explore and discover and if listeners are interested please drop us a line in the comment section and we will address that in a separate right right because that that is what is a complex issue and it's it's an epidemic right now of of who is working on stretch marks and right and so we'll we'll touch on that because it's um definitely real real i know you work on a lot of stretch marks i do i do but it's 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 a lot of information so we'll touch on that another episode okay so we'll do that on another episode so so as far as tattooing is concerned so you will do that at the end when the scar camouflaging yeah absolutely It, it once i condition the scar the skin whatever whatever i need to do to repair it first i mean doesn't that make sense i mean i want to get it in the best condition possible like why would i put paint in something that like it's not even ready for it it's not even ready for so we want to make it as soft an appearance as possible before we have to put color but just remember not every scar needs color not i mean there's only maybe 20% 20% of the scars that I work on that actually need color. So those are called hypopigmented Hypopigmented, scars, right? right. Which are whiter scars, it's lighter than your skin tone, right? Lighter than your skin tone. And I would okay. only do that if the scar was flat. I would never put it in if it still had a ridge. The shortcuts are set up for failure. For failure. Short, shortcuts are set up for 
more problems. Shortcuts are set up for more costly revisions that you have to make. Number one, especially if you're camouflaging, right? You could have to go get laser tattoo removal to get that out. Why would you put pigment in pigment? Why would you put tattoo pigment in hyperpigmentation pigment in the skin? So what you're saying is that people are getting camouflage, which on their scars before they're getting revised, and then they come to you and you have to actually pull the pigment out well, because it, it didn't and then work. revise the scar. Because, it, because it didn't work. Like, okay. like it didn't work. So, so there are no shortcuts to healing. No, basically. because now I have two problems to fix. All right. So just remember that if you are told that you can put camouflage, you can put a light color over dark color. Just remember that that's absolutely impossible on the color wheel. Color theory is very, very important. Do they understand color theory? Mm, I don't think so. Really. Because if you're doing this and if you're messing with scars, you're messing with, you know, the, the wrong thing. You are not in your lane. So You're does the scar, lane. does if the scar needs to be camouflaged, it has to be completely revised. It has to be thin and white, right? Flat. 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 And then you're you're going to put some color in it. So explain to me that that process. It, of, it, it, it's, it's, it's only, uh, it, it's, all right. So flat and white, all right. I'm either working on the skin to achieve that over time or they're coming in and it's actually just flat. There's nothing else I can do with it, but right. color in it. Okay. So over time, what I'm doing is I'm building up the color to their natural skin tone. I'm just not going in and assuming that this is going to be it. So I'm doing patch I'm taking a crayon. I'm just doing a patch <laughs> because like if I assume, and, right. and I've done that in the very beginning, that's how I made mistakes. And then I've learned from those mistakes. And so you go in and based on the type of the skin, the Fitzpatrick and everything, you're going to be very, very cautious in how you move forward with that skin type and putting flesh tone pigments, tattoo pigments into their skin. So you want to be uh, very, very, again, cognizant of when you're going in, right. talking to the practitioner and seeing their before and afters. Ooh, what it, can we do a patch test? Is that, can we just do that instead of going into my 1000 stretch marks all at the same time? And, and, and so you actually do a of, patch test and it'll be a, like a process of a couple of months, maybe. No, 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 get... I do a patch test and then they come back in a month and I say, Oh, I see how you heal. But okay. I also do a patch test on the upper part of the body and the lower part of the body because you heal differently. Okay, that makes mm -hmm. sense. So, mm -hmm. so somebody who's ready for camouflage. Now, how does that how does that work with like touch ups or like do they have to come back? I build up like I was saying. I build up on the color. All right, so mm -hmm. I just don't do like one and done. That, okay. That's not that's not how I work with color. Right. So I build up to the color. So I work on a a, a lighter uh, flesh tone pigment and I build up to their natural skin tone, and I want to see how they adapt to the color, how they accept the color, how their body, their body might completely refuse it. And I'm like, ah, you know, because scar tissue sometimes rejects color, right? I'm not working on scar tissue. Remember the scar is flat. The scar is flat. So yeah. the scar is healed. Yeah. So we're just actually yeah. infusing some color into the tissue and we need to see how the patient heals, right? So. How they heal, how they accept the, you know, a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, our body naturally wants to purge something that goes into sure. it. That's, you know, that's foreign. It's like, ah, no, mm you know, I'm going to reject you. So there's a lot of times that you have to go in again and again to get that color into the hyperpigmentation. But okay. also, you know, we have to remember that, you know, it's a, it's a semi-permanent color that I use. Sure. I use Okay. Uh, on darker skin. It will actually 
be sustainable for a lot longer because the melon actually holds on to it better. And with the lighter skin, it might purge it a lot quicker. And it could be from shampoos and in body soaps and in things that we use on our skin, especially on the face. If it's a hyperpigmented area on the face that I've camouflaged, it could be salicylic acid washes, you know, things that we use on our face that is going to lighten it over time, especially sun. So do you swim in the pool? Do you go into the ocean? You know, all that, you know, any kind of salt, any kind of chlorine will and, and and purge um, or if they exfoliate a lot or so yeah right you know poke, you know purge uh, right. color from the skin so there's a lot of little rules that I have and it's like oh what if I want to go in the sun and and um, you know does that area tan no right that's a lot no, that's a lot no, of questions that, I get okay if I tan and I've had my stretch marks camouflage. How does that work with the sun? A lot of people ask me that. Your stretch marks are not going to tan. You, you know, you got to pick, you know, do you want your stretch marks to look good or do you, you know, <laughs> right. if, or do you want it Pick your point, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth, but it's the truth. But but another question is like, okay, well, so you can go into the tanning booth sure. and, and, you know, with, with your um, camouflage stretch marks. And, you know, if you put that barrier cream on there which is very very important especially if you've just had them done you want to put the barrier cream on and it will it will camouflage perfectly with a spray tan but that's a big thing but the the natural sun no but that's a big thing like people have stretch marks and then after you repair them and they get a little color and stuff it's like it changes their life they can go and wear a swimsuit they can i mean i know you've had thousands of patients yeah but my biggest thing is i'm not a camouflaging no i know I'm, I'm not big on camouflaging i don't really do it so when i work on stretch marks it's shrinking the stretch mark so that's a whole nother episode so of basically how fixing the scar so we don't need to camouflage right, right. well I, i'm i'm creating new skin i'm bringing the margins together that they almost touch you know i'm bringing you know the depth of the stretch mark up right. i'm bringing the margins of the stretch mark down I'm repairing the the um, the corrugated skin, you know, in 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 and actually your skin will go back together to become whole again okay. because I've reprogrammed it and and anti-aged it and and reversed the damage so much that it's come back together in one. So you see a lot of my pictures that I didn't use the I didn't use pigment. I just shrunk the margins stretch right so that the skin grew back together so how do i do this crazy it is crazy crazy. (laughs) it it even blows my mind because some of some of the photos it was my mind (laughs) some of the photos that that i have it's like oh man how do i do that i'm just making new skin but you are but you're but but so so, so, giving people so stretch marks is a whole nother that's another episode episode. i'll go all day long because i have a lot of stories about stretch marks. we do wrap it up so what we're really gonna takeaway with this episode is that what is your takeaway there are no shortcuts there's no shortcuts and, it, and, and you get what you pay for so exactly. if somebody can promise you something in 150 dollars 200 dollars run and 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 because <laughs> i said that run <laughs> i have i have given treatment plans and people have gone somewhere else to have work done and they go oh you know they said they can do a lot cheaper and well i just want to say and, that there was a woman that that did that she went on a group home and this is just i remember she went and got camouflaged at a place that promised her results and then she came back to you two years later and cried to you 
that they did a horrible job and now you have to pull her pigment and fix her and fix her scar. I mean, it's unbelievable. But what she paid for the Groupon, you know, $200 is not what she's paying for now. So, you know, let's just start with the real deal. Yeah. Let's just start with the real deal. Let's just go to Linda, like from the get-go and just avoid all these pitfalls and these shortcuts because there are no shortcuts. I'm I'm just trying to, to help. Just trying to help people. I'm just just trying to help people in, in, you know, educate them and and just really, you get what you pay for. That is such a cliche. It's a true phrase, but it's it's very, very relevant to the industry of spars, scar vision surgery. There's a lot of misinformation on Instagram filler. about how we can get rid of our scars quickly, but it's really not the case. And people need to do, you always say, do your research and right. ask for before and afters. Right. And it's like people, you have before and afters and you have case studies. Thousands. Case thousands. thousands. <laughs> thousands. Thousand, thousand, 50,000. Yeah. And it's like, if I people, do toes, to, yeah, toes, to knees, elbows, everything. Yeah. It's like, if you have a scar, Linda's worked on it. And it's like, you know, at least ask for pictures because if the person doesn't have pictures, then run, you know, and make sure it's their pictures. Yeah. Because it could be a picture from the internet. You don't know. People Mm -hmm. are just, are just looking for quick fixes. And the basic takeaway is that there are no quick fixes. Look, this is a process and we need to be patient and we need to do the work and do the research. And basically, you know, um, skin is a big organ and skin is is the largest boat. It's it's exposed to so many variables and, and it's the hardest thing to fix, right? Because it's, actually exposed to the the elements and, and everything outdoors and in the sun and right. everything that we do to abuse it and we'll have th- th- this is going to be another great episode of, yeah we will do another episode yeah. on stretch marks well yes but, but yeah. i mean how to take care of your scars afterwards i mean people are going home and they, they do the two-week you know nurse care you know i don't even know what they're doing at home but they need to see they need to go on on lynda.com Duncarter.com, and they need to get an online consultation mm-hmm. or they need to call the scar line at 1-866-SCAR-TALK that's mm-hmm. S-C-A-R-T-L-K to find out where they can get real help for their scars instead of all these shortcuts and that's what we're right, really there, we have all the questions we, we have we have all right, the answers right basically. right we have all the answers right? and basically so, if you have any questions don't be shy it's an anonymous hotline and linda is always available to answer questions and thanks for tuning in again to done with the scar and remember linda's got you and i got you on the scar talk line that's one eight six six scar talk that's S-C-A-R-T-L-K or go on lindaduncarter.com for your online consultation and let us know what you want to hear about in our next podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye-bye. As always, thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Done With The Scar. We hope you're leaving with more info than you came with. See you next episode.